hello and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae Peavy and I am your host and I want to jump right into it today. So there have been a couple companies that have gotten a little bit of pushback, gotten in a little bit of hot water recently for the political statements that they've made or the people that they've sponsored. And again, kind of my normal theme on here. I don't want to get too in the weeds on my own views on particular issues because at the core of this, I don't think that that's important. That's not the conversation that I really want to have because everyone's going to have their own opinion. That's just how it is. And I don't think that mine is particularly unique or helpful in the grand scheme of the conversation. What I have noticed more so from this or these, I should say, particular instances is people either boycotting or switching the companies or products that they buy or buy from because of this. And my interest in this is, okay, well, if you're going to change the company that you're buying from or boycott a product or whatever because of a particular stance that they've taken on an issue. Are you looking at every business that you buy from in this way? I think this is more so the conversation that I want to have. And this is what I see being left out of the bigger picture. I think it's a great jumping off point for people to start looking at where they're putting their money. Like who who are you actually supporting? And trying to develop a sense of does this company or the people that work there, and I'll get into that too, align with my own particular viewpoints? Uh, Does this company support people in the way that I want to see people supported? Because no one is forcing you to give your money to anyone. So I say that with the background of, yes, I understand in some places you do have to have a certain type of internet if you want internet, because that's the only people that service your area. I do understand that power companies are only available in certain areas. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your choice of where you get your groceries, your choice of where you buy your household items, your choice of where you buy your books, all of those things, because you are supporting whoever that is that you're giving your money to. And if you're not looking at what, what or who those people or companies are, you're going to continually support people that you might not agree with. So yes, I think that these big news stories are very popular. It puts a spotlight on certain brands and it has people think about those particular brands. But are you looking at like holistically, what are your buying habits? Who are you buying from? And this is progress, not perfection. I also want to make that caveat. I'm not a teetotaler. I am not a zealot when it comes to this. I do still purchase things from Target and Amazon, but I am doing the best that I can at the present moment to, if there is a better option that is local or is a smaller business or company that I see that I enjoy their charitable actions or their company ethos. I will do my damnedest to purchase from them instead because that is lining up with my morals, values, ethics, whatever, not even necessarily the viewpoint of those companies, but the way in which they conduct their business is something that I want to get behind and support. So that's the second piece too. 
just because the owner of a company has a specific viewpoint doesn't mean that everyone that works for that company feels the same way about that issue. And this gets lost in the discussion as well, because unless the owner is the only employee, so for instance, me, I have an LLC, I am the only employee, I pack the items, I ship them, I do the admin, I pay the taxes, all of that. But that's not the case for most large companies, <laughs> they're not going to have the owner also be the only employee. But if there is an owner and there are employees underneath them, it doesn't necessarily mean just because that owner has a certain viewpoint or that owner in their private life supports a certain organization that you might not agree with. It doesn't mean everyone else that works there feels the same way about that. That company is probably employing hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people who probably don't agree with what the person at the top purportedly supports in their private life. And again, that's another distinction. A company versus an owner and their own personal private life are two very, very, very different things. So one, you've got a ton more people involved, like I just mentioned, but also that person is allowed to be an owner of a company, but also be their own human being. And this is a topic that I want to talk about on a, an episode all by itself, the thought process of my life is not your life, nor should it be. And what I mean by that without getting too much into it is my recovery is my own recovery. I am not telling you that you need to do it the way that I did it or that you should, you know, make the same choices that I made. None of that. My personal life is my personal life. My relationship is my relationship. Just because something works for me and just because something is important to me and just because something is, I've placed a, a higher purpose upon a certain aspect of my life doesn't mean I'm telling you that's what you need to do. That's something that I'm supporting and doing on my own. And it, I, it doesn't necessarily need to affect anyone else, nor am I saying you must believe the way that I believe. I think that that's a toxic narrative. I think that that cuts out all opportunity to have discussions, to understand another human being. So that is never what I'm saying, anything that I do in my personal life, any views that I have are for me and me alone. And I like to talk about them because I think that that discussion is important because I think questioning your belief system is important. I think that that's how you grow. So coming back to questioning your belief system, and that is how you grow. This is how you start to realize where your money is going. So making those intentional choices about who you're supporting it's a big deal. And I think that this conversation could open up to that, you know, like who, who are you purchasing your books from? Is it Amazon? Or is it a smaller company? And that is the second part of this video, if you will, I wanted to talk about some local businesses to me, specific ones and broad um, categories of different local businesses, or smaller 
businesses that you can support. Um, I will also say that looking on a company's website to see if they have a charitable donation section that is part of their company ethos, I think that's really important. Um, Not every company is going to be able to do that or is going to do that, but I think looking at one that may potentially donate to a cause that you're passionate about, it would make sense to maybe pay a little bit more to purchase from that smaller company because of the difference that they're going to make with their donations. So just that broadly in general, there's a ton of companies that do that, some large, some small. It just depends on how comfortable you are supporting that particular company. So the first category that I kind of wanted to talk about is I think something for, and I'm being, I'm generalizing here for women. This is a choice that you make every month every two weeks, uh, where you're spending your money in this category. Um, and that is hair and nails. So where are you getting your hair done? Who is doing your nails? Are you doing it yourself with polish from a non-toxic cruelty-free company? Are you going to a salon who you know the owner on a personal basis? Are you going to someone that is fresh out of cosmetology school and you're helping support their, you know, small business, their entrepreneurial uh, adventure? Or are you going somewhere where no one knows your name and you pick a new one every time? So this is the kind of thought process that I'm, I'm hoping that this conversation sparks is really thinking about where you're placing your money. And again, I am not perfect. And this is something that I do my best to be conscious of, but it sometimes I fail miserably at that. One place where I don't feel like I'm feeling miserably at that is my hair salon. So I live in North Carolina also for anyone that's listening or watching. Um, I live in Greensboro and these places are going to be close to Greensboro. So Ivy House Salon is in Jamestown and I just am absolutely in love with this place. So I started getting curly haircuts uh, from the owner when she was working at a different salon. And then she randomly texted me and said, Hey, I'm opening up my own salon in Jamestown. I'd love if you want to support me over there. Let me know and I'll switch your appointments over. And she has created such an amazing work environment for these hairstylists. She's brought on so many amazing women. I get my color done there by another um, hairstylist. And not only is her place welcoming, it's gorgeous. Her and her husband, you know, remodeled the building together and picked out everything. But she is local to that area and she supports women in how they want to work and balancing that life work balance. Um, A lot of those women have children. um, And I think that that's really important, especially from what I've heard in that industry to make sure that those boundaries stay there. And every couple months or so, she will pick a different charity to pull in donations for. So she will post that on social media, have people that are coming into the salon be aware that they're looking for certain things in the past. It's been like gently used hair tools for women in need or in women's shelters. Right now, I believe that it is lightly used athletic gear for young men and women that are in high school that are in need. And I just think that that's an amazing use of her platform, of her salon, and she's just a great human being in general. So again, really looking into what 
the place that you're going to, who it's run by, what the, what it stands for, what the employees feel when they walk in the door and putting your money towards that. The next one that I wanted to talk about, and again, I'm going to try to stick with like smaller businesses, um, but some of these, or what I mean is like local businesses, but some of these might just be like smaller companies that I don't feel like a lot of people have heard about or I wish that more people knew about. So local business, number two, is going to be Faust Leather Goods. My good friend Anastasia runs, makes, creates everything for this company. Her bags are absolutely amazing. They are all handmade. They are absolutely gorgeous. She just has such a great eye for the shapes. I walk around with her and she carries her own bags, obviously, because why wouldn't you? And she gets constant compliments on these things. They are gorgeous. They are thick. They are well made. And they are more expensive because of that and because of the time that she's putting into it. And this is another conversation that I would like to have as well is that allure of Amazon and Target is always going to be there because it's cheaper. Those fast fashion clothing brands are always going to be alluring because it's so cheap, but it's not cheap you're giving up something somewhere. So you're choosing to not look at a problem in that process. So either the workers are not being paid fairly or the uh, the materials that these items are made out of are not going to hold up. They're not going to last you. So instead of buying one expensive version, you're going to end up buying five of the cheaper ones and spend the same amount of money because they're going to continually break or wear down or just not hold up to your life. So spending more money at the front, better not more. <laughs> so purchasing an item that is of higher quality, that is better made, that the materials are sourced better, that the employees are paid a fair wage, to me makes so much more sense than buying 15 items at a lower cost. So this could also be thrifting. That's another idea that I wanted to throw out there. If you are not in a place where you can purchase those bigger ticket items, thrifting them from a local thrift shop, from a company like Poshmark, where you're supporting another just human being who's cleaning out their closet most of the time is a really important thing to do that not only does that keep trash out of the landfills, but you are literally supporting a very small business, which is normally one human being. So either finding a really good, high quality version of the item that you want from maybe a local business, or if you're not able to spend that money, looking for a high quality item at a thrift store or on a thrift site is a really good idea as well to be able to live your values, but to also get items that are going to last you instead of having to constantly throw them away. I've got a lot of food options on here. So some are like super niche, Pebble Hala, obviously. If you have not tried her stuff or heard me talk about her, I don't know what you're doing. You need to go listen to a couple of episodes that I've had with her. She's amazing. Uh, small, bills, small business, self-made, makes everything herself, obviously ships all around the world, but also has drops in local Greensboro where you can go pick up her items. She has seasonal menu items that are absolutely divine. She just announced a cinnamon toast crunch challah, 
which I am already drooling over. So finding people, maybe you're going to a local farmer's market. And a couple of those in Greensboro, by the way, is the um, one off of Sandy Ridge Road. I'm not sure the name. I'm going to link all of this stuff below. Garden Valley Farmers Market, which if you're looking for plants and things like that, they're an amazing small business to support. They've got a couple locations, but they're always so sweet and helpful when I go and their selection is absolutely amazing. I got my tomato plants from them this year. I've gotten tons of flowers from them as well. Uh, Smithfield Farm, if you're looking for meat, um, I've recently purchased from them. Their store is gorgeous. Their meat is divine. And there are some like big mail orders order meat places that I've purchased from in the past. And while I think that those companies are absolutely amazing, I realize that it being shipped to me from halfway across the country or further is not, again, like necessarily lining up with how I really want to be spending my money. Like, yes, it's a, it's a better option buying regenerative, humanely raised beef from someone than getting it shipped to me is a better option for me than buying from a butcher shop who would normally get their meat from a factory farm. I realized that there are lots of local butchers that I could go to and support. So Smithfield Farms is top of my list for meat right now. I hope I'm going to say this one right. McLaren or McLaren Farm. They're the ones that do Woods of Terror. They're obviously amazing. We got the opportunity to meet the owner at Woods of Terror last year. Awesome family, awesome ethos. They have lots of like uh, garden decor. They have lots of plants as well, flowers, and they do really awesome community events in Summerfield um, most of the year. So each season they'll have something going on there. And I think they're great. So finding like maybe if you go to a bigger farmer's market, maybe talking a little bit longer to the farmer or the creator um, or producer that you're buying your stuff from and maybe buying from them directly because they do have to pay fees if they're selling at like a large farmer's market. And but that requires having, you know, a little bit of human interaction with somebody and not just giving them your money and walking away with it like you would at a normal grocery store, but making those one-on-one -on -one connections with a company. Or, and they're not even really a company. Most of the time it's like them and their family and it's been in their family for generations. Being intentional about what you're doing, I think is the core of all of this. So getting into stuff, Facebook Marketplace, man. I think that this is an amazing way to, again, keep things out of the landfill, be able to find really cool vintage items or handmade items. Etsy is another great place for that. Again, you're going to pay fees. Um, well, the creator is going to pay fees for that, but it is still a really good way to be able to support people that make things handmade. If you're looking for a local place and you want to skip the shipping aspect, if that doesn't line up with your morals and values, the butterfly effect here in Greensboro is an awesome place for a lot of really cool, unique handmade stuff. They've got literally everything. They do events pretty frequently. Um, it's a family that runs it and they are absolutely amazing, um, extremely helpful. Everyone there is just super positive and it seems like a really good work environment to be in. Highly, highly recommend them. Um, Sparta Candles. So this is a little further away um, than Greensboro. They do ship around the world, but they are the absolute 
just best candle company. My mom's side of the family is rightly obsessed with them. And of course, so am I. Their scents are just so unique. It's just the highest quality candles that I've found personally that aren't an exorbitant amount of money. They are charging what they should be charging for such a high quality item, but they're not going above and beyond and putting it into the luxury category, even though they are very luxurious. But they've got great scents. They're always changing things up. It's a small group of people. Um, and it's they're just really cool. I, I love being able to see behind the scenes of their packing and shipping, um, their thought process when they're creating new scents. Highly, highly recommend checking them out if you have not. And I guess I'm going to end on the last one. And I don't, this may or may not be a spoiler alert, alert, Renew Planner. And it's my company. So I don't know if I'm supposed to say sponsored or not. I don't pay myself because the company doesn't make money for that. But I created Renew Planner with the idea of people that are early in recovery needing to have not only a planner to like do the adult life things that they may or may not have been ignoring while they're in their addiction or alcoholism, but to really have it be intentional and have reminders in there for people that are either working a program or going through therapy. The planner is specifically created for people that are in recovery or that are seeking recovery, but that could be recovery from anything. So that could be recovery from childhood trauma, from eating issues, from social media, whatever. If you are in a 12-step program, the language that's used in it will be familiar, but it is open to everyone. So I had those planners made. Um, I worked with a local graphic design company to take my idea and make it printable. And then it's actually printed here in Greensboro, North Carolina with Eco Inks and and recyclable materials. So I would love if you would check that out as well. You're not only supporting me, but my whole goal with Renew Planner is to have people feel supported through the planner itself, obviously, but I would love to donate 22% of the profits back to at-need recovery programs. So to do that, I actually need to make a profit. So that is kind of the whole point of the planner for me. And I have gotten so much support from the local community. I've been able to get my planner into local treatment centers um, and some local college treatment areas. And I just think that it's amazing, especially in Greensboro, there's such a large recovery community and everybody just kind of supports one another because we know how important it is to not only destigmatize the issue and talk about it, but to support each other because Greensboro is a decently sized city, but it is still a small community at the end of the day. So I hope that I have inspired you a little bit to think about where you're putting your money. Um, maybe think a little bit deeper before you check out at the register or purchase that thing online. And again, this is not about perfection. I am not demonizing any particular company. I'm just saying, think about it a little bit. You know, uh, put in that effort to go a step further and see if there might be a better option of something local to you. And oh, don't want to forget that one books. So that's a hard one because Amazon is so easy. It really is. But local bookstores are on the way out if we do not support them. So find your local bookstore and purchase from them. Again, if that's not an option, thriftbooks.com. I believe that's the website. Again, I'll link everything down below so that I 
don't send you to the wrong place. They are a thrift bookstore. It's kind of like McKay's, if you've ever been there, but online. So they've got a huge selection of books. You can also sell to them. So instead of throwing your books in the trash or giving them to Goodwill, potentially, send them somewhere where someone else is really going to be able to enjoy that book again. And it's easily searchable and they've got a crap ton and you can be put on the waiting list and say, hey, if you get this book in, I want to buy it type of thing. So lots of different options for that. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and thanks for continuing this conversation with me. I want to hear from you in the comments below. Let me know what local businesses that you found that you've gotten joy out of supporting and other options that you didn't think there was another option for. So uh, a grocery store, maybe you found your local farmer's market down the street, or you found a local farmer that lives close to you and you're able to purchase from them. Because it is possible. I, it feels daunting. And we're kind of conditioned to just shop online and purchase from the big box stores. And again, I'm not trying to demonize that at all. But there might be better options out there for you. So give it a look examine yourself. You know, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. Really get in touch with what your core morals, values, and ethics are and put your money where your mouth is. I guess that's kind of a challenge to you. So I will see you in the next one. Bye.